Did you know Bold Commerce has some of the best apps to increase the size of almost all your orders? Maybe you're looking to run store-wide sales with countdown timers. Boom! Bold Discounts will run your scheduled promos with just a few clicks, no coupon codes required. Or maybe you're looking to maximize average order value. You could count on Bold Upsell, Bold Motivator, or Bold Bundles. With Bold Upsell, you can offer product upgrades, cross-sales, or complimentary products as free gifts. With Bold Bundles, you could boost average order value by bundling a few products or an entire collection so that your customers can mix and match items to get a discount. Now, hey, when was the last time you made an online purchase and saw a message like, spend 15 more dollars for free shipping? With Bold Motivator, you could do that same thing and more. Offer free shipping, free product, or even a percentage off the entire order. Pick and choose which apps are best for you, or use them all to boost conversion at an average order value. With free bold apps for 14 days, there's no excuse not to try and boost your sales this year. To get this special offer, go to boldcommerce.com slash Kurt. That's boldcommerce.com slash K-U-R-T. of exciting things going on lately. Exciting for me as a, a agency owner, a Shopify partner. And what has powered a lot of the, a lot of our, our ongoing success this year has been hiring a full-time designer developer, a unicorn of a tech talented individual to find. And the reason I didn't do this sooner, I desperately wish I had within weeks of hiring this man, I thought we should have done this sooner. I had a limiting belief around full-time employment that somehow W-2 employees were this like monstrously complex, impossible thing to do. And that's, of course, for anyone who's done it, realize that's very silly. Uh, but we, my point is we all have limiting beliefs and you don't know what they are until really until you're past them and hindsight becomes 2020. But in, I bring this up because in episode 400, we heard from Drew Sanaki in the, the lessons from 20 years of e-commerce. And that of our, our last five episodes, that is the, the number one. That was a, a really good, valuable episode. And uh, among Drew's many endeavors, he talked about Overtone Hair Care, a brand they'd acquired and we had helped redesign. And I bring that up because this, uh, this, this new designer we hired, Tom Shedlack, he's the one who ran the project. He was the one who did it. And... Episode 402, we talk through our our shitty coolers project with Craig LeBlanc and Paul. I want to do that again. We're going to get our, our overtone designer here, Tom Shedlack. We're going to get uh, Mr. Rita, my co-host, is going to talk to Tom about that project and how it went. And there's a, a few other things in there we will cover as well. So this is the unofficial Shopify podcast. I'm your host, Kurt Elster. Tech Nasty. And today, we're talking design with a real-life designer. So, Mr. Tom Shedlack, how you doing? Doing great. Thank you, you for having me. Here in the office, uh, where did you come from? South Florida. Ooh. Yeah, so it's a little colder here. <laughs> yeah, we walked out the door, and you, you said, you guys aren't wearing jackets? <laughs> I know, I'm wearing two jackets. Sorry, you acclimate to it. It... To be fair, it goes the other way. As soon as I go to Florida, I just immediately, all of the water in my body injects itself through my pores. Yeah. Just like within 40 minutes, it's over, and I turn into a husk. Um, 
So how long have you been doing web design? Oh, so many years. I would say probably 12. Oh, wow. All right. So yeah. we've, we've been at this uh, similar lengths of time. Did you have, do you have any uh, formal education in, in computer science or design? Yeah, I went to college for art and design and went through like the graphic design program. And then once I graduated, I was like, okay, do I go work for a magazine? Which was a good thing. I guess I didn't. <laughs> or do I kind of go into web, which was always a hobby of mine to make fan sites for video games. And so my first job out of school was building WordPress websites. And that's before I even knew what Shopify was. And yeah, I mean, I just built simple WordPress websites, designed them. And then, you know, I got connected with you and you introduced me to Shopify. And what's interesting about that is we also had started with WordPress, discovered Shopify, and then said, wait a second, why are we doing anything else? Uh, so on that topic, what co compare and contrast, you know, what's the thing that attracts you to Shopify as a platform uh, from your perspective, from someone who has to do the work? Well, definitely the fact that it's a hosted platform. When I built sites with other platforms, there were just so many things that could go wrong and you didn't have like a support team that was available to, you know, support the website. It always fell back to the web developer and certain things are just outside like our skill set. Like I don't know about payment processing and things like that because I do design and development, but with Shopify, it's nice that I get to just focus on the design and the development, and then all the e-commerce stuff is just taken care of. Yeah, there's so much more to it that that's rolled up into your subscription fee with Shopify that you're no longer having to struggle with. And that was our experience. It was like, well, you know, we've got these, these WordPress sites out there. Eh, they just keep getting hacked. I don't yeah. matter what you do how hard you skirt yourself to keep fighting against like the client has it on a shared server. Yeah, I, I digress. Yeah. I have, I've got WordPress PTSD. You've, we, we had worked together on, on several projects. There's, there's quite a few projects we've done together. Um, but most recently you, uh, worked on this, this overtone hair care project. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a brand that I was already familiar with just from like social media and following like beauty gurus and stuff on YouTube in like the, you know, makeup and skincare, hair care industry. So I had already seen the brand. So when you brought it to me that we were going to be working on their project, that was super exciting because like I, I already knew about them. And the first thing, it is always nice when the brand is familiar to you. Like A, it, it's fun. You know, there's a little bit of like fanboy, you're geeking out about it. Oh my gosh, I, you know, I've, I've seen this brand, I'm familiar with it, I've bought from it or I've considered it. Yeah. And now I get to work at it, I get to help them. And I get to see behind the curtain. And you know, sometimes you discover, ooh, well, this is how the sausage is made. And other times you find, wow, these are really cool people. And in the Overtone case, that's a really fun team to work with. Oh, definitely. We loved everyone on their team. They were so structured with like their feedback. The entire process was smooth. And it was just like, a, it, they have such a beautiful product. All their photography is amazing that like, my goal was to just elevate that on the website and not like overdo it because we want the focus for customers to be on finding like the correct hair care color that is best for them. And the, the weird part about this thing, it was a headless site. 
previously yeah. and had to come back to Shopify. It was a little confusing because we wanted to maintain some of their existing content and bring it into the Shopify platform, but there were no actual template files for us to access. So we had to kind of look at the existing website from the front end and then take the content we wanted to keep and design that into new design mockups. And from there, we built the website. So it was there was many steps to getting to the website, but it really allowed us to kind of narrow down what are the most important pages on the website that do they need for their customers. And we also were able to rethink how they organize the products because we've completely changed the menu system and like how they organize products by collections and product type and colors and stuff like that. So it gave us that opportunity to really rethink just from our best you know, knowledge of how customers use websites make like such a great website for them. So over lunch, you, Paul and I had lunch together uh, and you and Paul were, were going back and forth about this site and developing it. And he is just much, is much more technically skilled than I am. And so in that moment, I was like trying to come up with questions and write notes. And I realized, you know what? This is really a, a section, a segment that you should be having this discussion with Paul. Yeah, so they were headless. And one of the things with a headless setup that, again, I don't think a lot of people understand is when you want something to happen on the headless setup, you got to go do that yourself. Yeah. You know, on Shopify, you're kind of like, well, I want X on my site. I want Y on my site. There's probably an app that could do that. Or you just go into the template and just do a little thing that sets up the thing you want, or, oh, there's a Clavio. Clavio provides me with a snippet, and I'll just pop that snippet in the template, and then we're done. That's not happening on Headless. On Headless, you got to roll all of that shit all by yourself and maintain it and worry about that. So when you're talking about you wanted to keep the same functions that they had on the Headless store, what did that mean for you? Like, uh, you were talking about, like, their Clavio pop-ups. Like, what was the issues that you were running into for like yeah. normally how we would do things, you had to figure out what they were doing because they had a headless setup. Therefore, it was completely different. And when I mean when I say when I say headless, what I mean is you have rolled your own server and hosting and built your website on some type of plat on platform or using you know libraries, and then you are just hooking into the Shopify API uh, to do your checkout and do all your orders and that sort of stuff. This The thing that a non-headless Shopify store is used to where it's like, well, I go in my online store and I'm in the Shopify backend and, you know, I go in the templates and I can edit the theme and that sort of stuff. That's all not available to you. You've built your own entirely separate thing from that. So what what were you seeing on their headless setup that was new or didn't make sense to you, I guess is kind of what I... Yeah, so I think the two things were like you mentioned, the Clavio back in stock form. So on the product pages, well, actually the back in stock form relates to the product variants, which is the second thing. So on the product pages, there would be that, you know, that notify you if the product is out of stock and you want to sign up for, to be reminded when it's back in stock. And the issue was that the products that came in two sizes, only one size 
was technically assigned to that product. The second size was pulled in from another product SKU. So when we installed the back in stock button that would allow people to sign up to be notified when the product's back in stock, the Clavio button wasn't able to just work out of the box because the second size didn't really exist on that product. So the way that we really got around that was by restructuring how they handle their variations for so their we, products. So yeah, we had to pretty much redo their entire product catalog. Yes. Because they had it set up. And I've seen this a lot on a lot of apparel stores where, you know, they'll have a main shirt that's like, this is the cool shirt we sell. And then when you change the colors of that shirt, it's actually on, you know, on the variant switcher on the product page when you're changing the color. It's not switching to a new variant. It's actually loading an entirely different product in that page. Now, I'm right. not sure why a lot of stores do that. I think it might be for SEO juice. I'm not sure if that actually works or not, but it sure makes things a hell of a lot harder. Yeah, and then another thing related to that was, let's say you're looking at the hair care of the color of red. Red comes in pastel, vibrant, and extreme. So those different tones for that color of red are really not connected anyway on the Shopify product edit screen. So that was something that you helped me build where we were able to come up with a solution. So when you're looking at the red pastel, you see the related red vibrant and red extreme. And that's not something that we were able to just look at the headless site and see how they did it. We had to come up with our own way to write that with liquid. It, it was almost one of those things where their product catalog was so messy, but the fact that they had such pinpoint control on headless that, that allowed them to still survive with such a messy product catalog. Where, But it was still very confusing. It was confusing for them to maintain it because, you know, as you were saying, you know, all the reds are sort of together, but they're all separate products. Yeah. Um, but then you said they had different sizes and like the two ounce sizes were treated as we would think of as a normal product, where it was just one item that was two ounces and then all of the variants were in there as one would normally do it. So it was like they didn't even have a consistent system. And yeah. the moving back to the Shopify templating language, on the one hand, meant we had to get, we had to redo their product catalog. But on the other hand, it made their product catalog make way more sense and be much easier to expand and add new products and manipulate that data in a way that makes the site easier to run. Accidents happen. Maybe you installed an app and it messed up your theme, or a store collaborator deleted product images by mistake. Common myth. Shopify is a backup that you can use when something goes wrong with your store. Untrue, they don't. Myth busted. So what do you do? You use Rewind to equip your Shopify store with automated backups. Rewind should be the first app you install to protect your store against human error, misbehaving apps, or collaborators gone bad. It's like having your own magic undo button. Trusted by over 100,000 businesses, from side hustles to the biggest online retailers like Nick's and Movement Watches. It's even a Shopify Plus certified app. Best of all, visit rewind.com slash Kurt Elster and get a 30-day free trial. Enjoy peace of mind with Rewind Backups. Find it in the Shopify app store or visit rewind.com. So rolling back here, 
you got this job to do overtone. Right. So where did you start? Like, what is your first move? How do you tackle this? Yeah. So when we first started, we didn't know all those things. Those were like things that we tackled along the way. And, and you couldn't you couldn't be like, well, yeah. I'll just load up their current theme and see what's going on in there. No. There is no current theme. Exactly. When you go to the, sh- the online store themes and you click either customize or edit code, there just is none. So I first started with design mockups because for brands that we really need to elevate the design and scale it back, but also add in some new things. If, if it's within the timeline and the scope of the project, I like to present them a design mock-up. That way they can leave comments on it and then we can go and we can change it without having to actually code anything. Because it's a lot faster to just move things around the design file than to you know, do that all with code. So, you know, I designed all the major pages, which was the home page, the about page, contact, FAQs, the product page. And there were some additional pages that their team wanted, such as like a guide page, which just explains how to use their hair care products. And I just designed it with like best practices, things that I really thought w- would be great for their brand. And then their team was just amazing. They just left. They actually didn't really have me change too many things. It was more of just like, we think this would be a good idea. Can we do that? And the answer was always, yeah, that really makes sense. Let's do that. And especially on mobile, I really love the mobile header that um, they gave feedback on. And so after we moved from the design mockups to building the theme, I think we came up with like a really nice mobile header that has a shop icon, um, you know, the off-screen canvas. We rethought the way that the drop-downs are and all the way that the, the products are categorized. We did that for desktop too. There's like a brand new mega menu that I think is really easy for people to find what they're looking for because people may not be familiar with the brand. They may or may not be. So we, we kind of want to cater to both people. When you say, hey, we're getting some client feedback, and you know, they, I, you explained, you, you presented them with the design in a yep. mock-up and said, hey, this is what I'm thinking, but also here's the design thinking behind it. And their feedback was largely, that makes sense, let's go with it. Yeah. Uh, but some of your feedback were screencasts from uh, none other than Mr. Ezra Firestone, the guy yeah. who provides the Tech Nasty sound clip. Tech Nasty. How... Was that nerve-wracking at all when, like, the client and the feedback is this uh, gigantic e-commerce influencer? (laughs) Well, I recognized his name right away, but I just thought that was super cool because he sent me, I I believe it was a Loom video, and he just walked me through. You know, he said he liked the designs, and he just gave some great feedback on things that we can do to increase conversions. So I agreed with everything. I was like, that makes sense. Let's put a call to action there. Let's move some stuff higher up on the homepage just to get more views on it. So, yeah, I, I like, I thought that w- those were all really great ideas. This project, initially, this the existing successful website, it's using Shopify, but it's given up the online store for this headless platform that will go unnamed. And mostly because I forgot which one it was. Uh, and then we had to move this thing 
back into Shopify, but it, the headless thing was so bespoke, we really couldn't see in, into the code and it just wasn't worth the effort to figure out how to work that. But we could see the design and we could see the branding and we could see the content. And I think that was part of the success here is you're working with an existing site where you know the content works, but you know the struggle is in design and maintaining it. And so, oh, let's rethink that and yep. work it back. Do you think that's a e like a redesign like that? Is that easier or harder than a new store, new brand? I think they both have their own challenges, but I do think it was good that we didn't know all the technical details behind everything because it allowed me to just focus on the design. And so, for example, on like the collection pages where we have the filter bar on the left menu, I really wanted people to be able to filter by color, by collection, and also by product type. And there really wasn't a way to do that just out of the box with Shopify, but because we designed it and we thought that it would really elevate the customer experience, we went and we built it. And I just think it's best when customers can go to the website and they can kind of filter down exactly what they're looking for. Well, certainly the, the KPIs prove that concept. And I agree with you. Yeah, I, I think the advantage of filtering is you really help people eliminate analysis paralysis by if you have a big catalog, give people the tools to filter down how they want to. These are the things I'm looking for. And then suddenly I'm not choosing between you know, 400 items. I'm choosing between four. And it's just a much easier thing to do. Um, so we've got an existing site, headless, and we're undoing it. It's like half a migration, right? It's like mm -hmm. a custom theme is what you built. Yeah. But then also we're doing a little bit of migration and that we have to reorganize the, the catalog at Shopify to make this thing work. What was the timeline here? How long did this thing take? Oof, you'd have to refresh my memory, but I think <laughs> we started it in February and ended it end of March. Yeah, I feel it was, like it was a two-month project. Yeah, it was about, it was, it was eight weeks and maybe a little shorter, but I think that, I think it was quick given no. that it, you know, it's custom develop, custom design with mockups, custom development, and a thing none of us had ever done before. None of us had ever been like, all right, let's go undo a headless store. Yeah. And just along the way, even after we completed the design and built out those pages in the new Shopify theme, other things came up where there were other collections that needed landing pages because it just felt like we were neglecting those if we didn't also present those in the best way possible. So for me, I wanted to build things in a way that their team can go in and still customize everything. Like we're there to support them if they have changes to the website, but they also can go in and, and edit any text, image, color. Um, we made use of like the Shopify 2.0 stuff. So it's all sections and even the meta fields. So just editing a collection, they can assign a top banner, um, Actually, there's two banners and additional text for each collection. So we, we really tried to give the Overtone team, you know, access to customize it if they want to. And what's interesting about this is, from what I understood, the reason the site was on headless was largely, hey, we want more flexibility in the CMS. And then it turned out really, 
it became cumbersome, burdensome. Like, oh, there was, it, it was overly complex and it, it was really too difficult to figure out, plus like the additional limitations on headless. And then the, the big draw, I think, for a lot of people to headless is it's supposed to be faster. Yeah. But as soon as you throw a whole bunch of JavaScript on there for apps and tracking and tags and all that stuff, it goes the other way. It, exactly. you know, it doesn't end up being, you, you lose a lot of that advantage. I had wanted to ask you about Online Store 2.0 because I feel like we are, Online Store 2.0 rolled out not that long ago, and I feel like only recently are we seeing themes that really take advantage of it. And then with the addition of, you know, these new meta field types and support that Shopify has added, like now suddenly in the last 60 days, I feel like now I'm, I'm comfortable and I'm, I'm feeling the advantages of Online Store 2.0. Um, what are, it's, you know, it, what are some of the differences there uh, that you gain with OS 2.0? Well, let's say with the original online store, if you had most themes came with just a details page, which you might assign to your about page. Now, if you then want to go create another page in the customize tool, where you could drag and drop different elements, you'd have to go into the theme and then duplicate the details template, create a new one, and then you'd be able to use that template for your new page. But the problem is that, let's say you want to add a custom section. If you want to do it uh, across all of your themes, you'd have to go paste that section code into all your templates. And that just becomes so hard to manage. But with the new way that the templates and the sections work, it's all done through the customize tool, which is really nice. And I also like that when you go into the theme code and you build a section, something custom, you can use it throughout the store, whether it's on the home page, about page, or one of your other templates. That's yeah. that sections anywhere. Yes. All right. Yeah, that feature ad gives us a lot of flexibility. Um, Online Store 2.0 themes use JSON templates instead of Liquid. Any any feelings around that? I know the advantage is like it, it's a little faster, it's a little more portable. Uh, not so much for me. It's just been I still like that I can create the new templates in the customized tool without having to always go into the website code. And so when you started, when you're making this, you didn't write all these templates from scratch, right? Did you use like, what did you use as a base? We started with like a theme that we felt would be a really nice groundwork for the Overtone website. And then from there, I customized the heck out of the header, the footer, and I created my own sections that are used throughout the site. So some are out of the box theme sections, and then others are ones that I designed and coded for them. But everything can be customized, so they could always edit the text, the images, and colors. What was the what was the base starting theme? It was Flex. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. asking. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> You're right. It was Focal. You're right. Yes, we use Flex a lot, but we wanted to try something different with Overtone. All right. So vote for Focal. I assumed it was Turbo because that's what I always use. But uh, okay. No, no, no. So you use Focal as the base and yes. then you built it. So there's custom elements, a ton of customizations really yeah. built on top of Focal 
is how we got here. Yeah. Yeah. So you've used so you've used flex, focal, and turbo. Thoughts on in between them? What's what's sure. better? What's what are the, what's different? Pretty much every website I always used turbo, and then there were some times when I would use flex, and I would think that. I was just so used to turbo the way I had to like shift my brain for flex. I wasn't so comfortable with that, but with focal, it just seemed so much easier. And I liked the way that they styled the section options. So it was just very easy for me to take their sections and make my own and style it. That, that would be my preference to continue using on other other projects moving forward. Is focal? What? Yeah. What? No, turbo only. <laughs> no other things. Oh, my God. But what, so why, is, why was focal better than turbo for you? I just think, like, out of the box, it was really pretty. So it just started, it looked great out of, like, right away. And there was just a lot of great options in the theme settings. I didn't have to fight the theme settings to, like, change too much yeah like those turbo those turbo color that turbo color section where they're like we let you swap every color and it makes no sense what is attached to what so i yeah. just end up ignoring it and just writing it all myself in the css file but it's like yeah you were supposed to be able to pick that easily but i have no clue what applies to what they just dump it it's like it yeah. has all the options but it just barfs them all out at you in one giant pile and also like even on the product page when you're scrolling down the the sticky header scrolls with you but then there's another another header which is just to add the product to your cart so as you're scrolling down the product page you're kind of seeing that like the price the image and the add to cart button and so i like things like that because it just encourages more people to buy when that's just not something that comes with those other themes yeah, I, I didn't. Yeah, so yeah, built-in sticky add to cart on the product page. That, that's something we get a lot of requests for from people. And so that's got it right out of the box. That's cool. How can you increase your Shopify sales by 10 to 15% overnight? Well, you could make a deal with the devil. Can you believe it? All I had to do was give him my soul. <laughs> or you could just use Zipify one-click upsell created by the owner of a $100 million e-commerce store entrusted by over 8,200 Shopify merchants. One-click upsell helps you boost your average order value with targeted upsells and cross-sells. Plus, it's got mobile-optimized offer pages that drive sky-high conversions and built-in split testing for maximizing your results. It's no wonder one-click upsell has made its users an extra $162 million in sales. And it only takes a few minutes to install the app, launch your first upsell, and start generating 10 to 15% more revenue overnight. To start your free 30-day trial, go to Zipify.com slash Kurt, that's Z-I-P-I-F-Y dot com slash K-U-R-T. And to get an unadvertised bonus, email help at Zipify.com and ask for the Tech Nasty bonus. Tech Nasty. Hold on, you two. I just... The, the latest version of Turbo is, is 7.1 point something. I, I just use that on two projects, and I love it, and I don't care what you say about its <laughs> gigantic list of color options. That gives, that gives me all the rope I need to be able to make this thing work. I love it. Did I not say on Shitty last week that I used, that I used Turbo as my base? That's true. The most recent custom theme we launched was on Turbo. All right, good. When discussing a project like this, 
you have to discuss the results. You know, what, what KPIs moved? What happened here? What was the fantastic results of this? And one of the unfortunate parts of Headless is it'll break a whole bunch of the the analytics and reporting inside Shopify. Now, I don't know if this is true for like every implementation of Headless, but at least in our, this particular experience, that was the case. So I really don't have uh, particular KPIs that we could share for this, which is like super frustrating. Yeah, like looking in, in the Shopify analytics, like for online store, it claims to be uh, up currently 3.6 million percent, which I know is a reporting error. And so uh, what we're going to do, we're, I wish I had it in time for this episode. I don't, but we're going to get with the, the Overtone team and our, our case study copywriter extraordinaire, Meg Cumbie, and work out a case study for this that we could share and have you know, proper vetted stats for this. Um, but unfortunately for this, I don't, which is a little frustrating, honestly. And that's just, it's one of the things that you have to work around when uh, changing platforms like this with, with replatforming. And even though the site was always on Shopify, the online store itself, you know, we, we changed platforms. And so it's like half a replatforming. I don't know. Yeah. I think what's interesting about this is this isn't the only request we've had for, hey, we're Shopify headless and we want to move back to Shopify native. There were at least two others. Uh, one, uh, one project I wrote a proposal for and they went with somebody else, which is fine. It happens. Um, and the other, I don't know what happened with, but I've heard multiple people having this discussion. It's kind of interesting. Everyone ran to the the shiny toy over the last two years, which I, was a headless site, whether or not it necessarily made sense for them. And certainly there are instances where it does. But in this case, it's like, look, it, you know, it's causing us more headaches than uh, benefits. So let's let's simplify that tech stack and make our lives easier. And so it made sense here. Um, the any other thoughts on Overtone? Because there is uh, something else I would like to discuss. Just loved working on this project. I love their team, and I'm just super proud of it. Are you going to dye your hair? Overtone sells hair dye. I know. You know, now that I got a haircut, it's not as extreme if I wanted to change it up. <laughs> Why? I, I, I could picture, like, a... We, I want a cyberpunk color. We need, like, blue, purple. Right? Yeah. Something fun. And speaking of cyberpunk, the other super cool thing uh, that you worked on with us this year redesigning our agency website ethercycle.com you redesigned that and uh i showed it to andrew udarian last week from e-commerce fuel and he was like your design is great this site looks like tron all right i'm paraphrasing but i I think that's what he said um and i was so thrilled with that because that really was the creative brief i was like it's gotta look aggressively 80s cyberpunk aesthetic but we knew as a lead gen site, it worked really well as a lead gen site. I just, it, it felt, to me, it felt a little dated. I mean, I was, you know, everyone's the most critical of their own website. Uh, I wanted, I wanted you to be able to flex your design skills. And so I just let you go wild on it. And this thing's awesome. I think it's so Thank cool. You. What, uh, tell, talk to me about it a little bit. What do you like about it? What's, what's crazy about it? I mean, Again, like we started with design mock-ups, so that just allowed us to kind of be more creative with it. And I wanted to bring in darker colors with like very bright text. We have a lot of gradients going on, a lot of hover effects. And I wanted to have animations. So like when you're on the homepage at the, the top, 
there's stars in the back and there are there's a TV that changes like the channel that kind of talks about like different benefits you'd get from working with us. So it's for me, it was like showing our personality and that, you know, it's fun, it's funky and um, we want to, you know, delight you as you're like stopping by the website. I love this idea. And it just this has been an aesthetic I've, I've always been into being, you know, a child of the 80s. But you know, it also it, it's on trend right now. Thanks, Web 3.0. Um, which that scares me a little. Ugh, I don't want to be trendy. Ew. And, but it, it, the other thing is like, I had never really gone through a, a proper branding exercise. And I feel like, you know, it took us 10 years to get here, but finally we have really pulled all of the, the branding and aesthetic together. And it just feels really good. So if you're, I, a congratulations to you on being able to, to pull this off. It was really quite extraordinary. Um, and for listeners, if you're in that position where you're like, I want it, I want to elevate this, my brand, I want it to look more polished. I think that's where you look to is like, all right, can we develop, start with the logo and uh, brand guidelines. And if you get to like logo brand guidelines and really define what that brand aesthetic is in a way where, you know, I was able to communicate it to you with a creative brief. And then we had the content already. I said, I know the content works. Let's just reuse it. Um, and just giving you really those two things and then free reign. I got out of your way and really only you know, gave very minimal feedback because I've been on the receiving end. I've worked with clients for a decade. I know what it's like. And I know that some of the best work is when you like really minimize um, meddling. And so I just let you run with it and, and put your stamp on it. And it absolutely works. I'm just, I'm really thrilled with it. Thank you. Uh, and so I, yeah, people should check it out. I, I think it's cool. And I, I hope it, it inspires people to do uh, their their own rebrands with it yeah definitely uh and then the other thing you ended up doing for us uh was helping us polish up our our apps in the app store so like crowdfunder is is my baby yeah that's our, our big big app just hit 500 installs very very proud of that as well um and with that you were able to really clean up not just the the apps and their interface but and the onboarding processes that they use, but also the app listings. And I think that had a really positive impact on helping us hit that that 500 app installs mark for the first time. So again, uh, congrats to all of us on that. Yeah. Um, but going forward, we're gonna do more of these these postmortems with, uh, with with clients with you. And we've got some exciting projects coming up, a, a backpack apparel brand, uh, I, I hope uh, we'll be working with soon. Uh, we've got some some automotive clients lined up. That's always been, um, you know, one of my one of my passions. So we get a lot of uh, aftermarket automotive people in here, and hopefully we'll come up with some some interesting content as well. But uh, Mr. Shedlike, thank you so much, uh, not just for being here and, and for doing the podcast with us, but also for you approach me. You said, "Hey, I would love." To work with you and work at EtherCycle. Yeah. And you got me past that limiting belief. So oh. thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, guys. That concludes this episode of the unofficial Shopify podcast. I'd love to hear your thoughts. I'd love to hear from you. We answer questions from just random strangers every day in our Facebook group. So please join our Facebook group, search for the unofficial Shopify podcast insiders, and come talk to us. 
Starting a business online has never been easier, but growing an e-commerce business is another story. With Privy, it's never been easier to grow your email and SMS lists, automate your email marketing, send on-brand newsletters and texts, and even send abandoned cart text messages, all in one app. Which means no more toggling back and forth, no more managing contacts across apps, just a powerful connection between Privy's email conversion and SMS tools that lets you manage the entire customer experience all in one place. Plus, you can try Privy out for free today. Just head over to privy.com slash unofficial Shopify and you can sign up for your free 15-day trial. That's P-R-I-V-Y dot com slash unofficial Shopify.